Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin, and coming to you today with part three with Leah Ratz. And this episode is going to be titled Women in Medical Device Sales. And I'm really excited to have this episode because if you guys don't know, medical device sales has been known as a boys club. And Leah's even going to talk to being at a national sales meeting and being the only woman there. And so I'm excited to get her take on it, as well as just her experience of being a woman in medical device sales, what some of the challenges have been, what some of uh, what's different than what I would experience as a male. And so I think this is going to shed a lot of light on the industry and also just her experience. And I'm excited for this, especially to my female listeners out there to kind of get a take, especially in just the ortho world. So without further ado, let's get into it. I mean, my first sales meeting, I was the only female in the entire room. There's like three, 300 people, maybe even more. It was a huge conference room. And I walked in and, you know, our, my, my company has surgical and bracing and all the women are in the bracing side and there's no total joint reps. And, um, I walked into this room and they were like, I'm sorry, ma'am, but bracing's down the hallway. And I was like, excuse me, I do total joints too. And that was like, kind of like the, like, kind of like became my why. Like I, I sat there and watched all these men just walk across stage yep. and, I was just like, I looked at my boss. I'm like, I'm going to be walking across that stage next year. I said next year. And I honestly ended up getting my award the, the following year. I so, love that. you know, you just have to be hungry in this job. And like I said, like, I'll, I'll start, we'll transition and start telling you guys like what I looked for when I was hiring. Um, well, can real quick, because you just made a great point. I want to touch on this because it's something we have it. Cause, cause again, a lot of times we, they, they say it's a boys club. Right. And especially when we're talking ortho, it can be. Can you just real quick, and it doesn't have to be real quick, because again, we can chop this in several times, but just talk yeah. about like being a female in a male dominated organ or industry, really, especially when we're talking well, trauma, yeah. recon. Yeah. Like to me, I love it because I am a tomboy and I've, you know, I've always gravitated towards being around guys more than women. Um, but I am such a feminist too. I'm sorry if that uh, sounds. Don't, don't apologize crazy, at all. But like I'm, I'm all about like I don't know. It's it is a man's world in orthopedics, and a lot of the female reps you'll notice is either sports med reps or they're biologic reps, and there's there really isn't many like total joint and trauma reps. And I will say, in the past five years that I've been doing this, when I first started. There was nobody. Like I was the only one. Um, it was very few and far between that I found saw another female in the industry. And um, now I would say it's it's picked up, and you'll see more women, which makes me excited. I'm all you know. But even like when it comes down to orthopedic surgeons, there's very few orthopedic surgeons that you'll find that are women. But when you do yeah. find them, I get all excited. But um, being a female in the room. I've literally been told females don't belong in orthopedics and they get the F out of the room by a surgeon, a middle-aged man. He wasn't even an old man. He literally told me that and said, like, told me to leave, but he told me to stay and like, listen, well, he told me to stay and show him what he needed to get his instruments, like his implants out. And then I could leave. So he wanted my knowledge, but he didn't like that. I was a female in the room. Um, my only thing to say to all women 
in this industry is please don't be afraid of going into a male dominating industry. You're going to get pushback like that, but you have to just be one of the guys like, or be better than them. So my theory is, is we have to prove ourselves 10 times more than any other guy that walks in that room. But once we prove ourselves, we can get away with a lot more stuff afterwards. (laughs) And when I say that, I don't mean it like, as like, Oh, I could just forget my tray one day or forget my implants one day. No, I, I don't know. I feel like being a female in this industry allows me to make things more personable. Whereas if like the things I do for my docs, if my boss did it, it would be a little weird. And I don't know, some, some doctors don't want big burly men in there, in their room because it like intimidates their masculinity. (laughs) And, and in that sense, like they, I, I think I have the upper hand on some of those doctors, but then there are those doctors that do want that extra masculinity in the room and, and don't think I know the difference between a drill and a screwdriver. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that same, that same surgeon told me one day, he, he's like, you know, this instrument's broken. And he went to throw it across the room. I said, doc, don't throw it. I said, it's not broken. I'll fix it after the case. And he goes, you know, how come, you know, how, you know, what he say to me? He goes, yeah, right. You don't know how to fix it. I was like, I promise I could fix it. At the end of the case, I talked the tech through it. I fixed it. And he looked at me and he goes, how come you could fix it? But your last three male colleagues didn't know how to fix it. And I looked at him and I said, well, it's a woman's job. And I kind of brushed my shoulders and walked away. And ever since then, now he calls me smart girl. He doesn't know my name, but he, he calls me smart girl. And that's a huge win in itself, you know? Yep. So yeah, you have to bring it. You have to come, but it is a boys club. You have to be able to um, talk the talk and walk the walk. And, you know, I was walking into a, like talking with one of my docs and, he starts walking in the locker room and he, I can, you know, I can stop at the door and he looks back. I can hear him stop talking and he opens the door and he goes, Oh, I forgot you have boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, right. Thank you. Thanks. Doc. But I don't know. You have to, like I said, it is a boy's room as much as I hate to say it, but you have to be able to like blend in, be a little chameleon and I don't know, just know your docs and yep. what they like to talk about. You don't have to talk about sports every day, but I mean, I like sports, so it's, it's easy for me, but I also know other things that they like to talk about too. Yeah. So um, to all the girls don't be like scared of ortho. I think it's like, they'd be the only female in the room. It is empowering. And it's like, I don't know. It, I get, a, I get a, it's like a little high for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like exciting. Like I like knowing more than the guys. And that's kind of was like my chip on my shoulder. Like, okay. Like, there hasn't, I'm going to be better than all the guys in the room. Yep. And yeah. that's what kind of pushed me to my success. If 100%. that makes sense. I love that. No, hundred percent. It's what drove you too. To, you separate yourself. And I just wanted to touch on that because, you know, that's been something that, you know, I've talked with some people and I really do want to start, you know, bringing more females that are in the industry and just hearing about it because, you know, I, with a lot of women trying to break into the industry, they can get discouraged by seeing it is yeah. um, a guy's club. And I've also just like been watching some things and seeing what, you know, some female, uh, female candidates have been told by male regional manners when they're trying to hire somebody, um, mm-hmm. you know, and as I'm like, I can't believe that that happened. Tell me, tell me. Well, it was, it. it was something, it was, it was a post that a girl made and she put it and basically it was this guy who was an ortho and he told the girl that she'll never be successful and she would never be able to do anything in the ortho space because she wouldn't be smart enough to make it through with being a female. 
they, oh yeah they, that that just comes down to like my doc that said all that crap to me you know yeah i just look at it as a chip in the shoulder i i've had docs that stopped using in using my business because i wouldn't go out to dinner with them yep ladies like this is not the industry to get a name out there this is like too small it's not worth it and yeah. that, that I, I can't believe I even have to say that, but there are, there are like the, oh my gosh, that give us a bad rock for it. You too. do no, you do need to say that because you, you hear about it. And like you said, it is a small world. And then if you try to leave, and I just say that because like, I'm a man in a female dominated uh, one, right? So you're, what you're saying is you're the only yeah. female. I'm usually the only male yeah. in, in the room. Right. And yeah. like some of my doctors only use me because I'm a young male. Like, and I know that. Right. And it's the, like the touch on the shoulder, like there's stuff like that, but it's yeah, like, yeah. there's business. And then there, you don't, you don't mix business and pleasure or no, anything. It no, will never no, work out. No. I mean, I had a doctor that told me, I mean, I get these creepy old men that like <laughs> all the time that will be like, Oh, bend over a little bit morally as he's throwing drapes on the ground, bend over a little bit more so I can see down your shirt. And I'm like, no, because then you'll see my ding-a-ling. And he's just like that. He never once ever said anything like that to me ever again. Yep. And you don't have to know how to, unfortunately, like, it's, I don't know, the reality, well, the reality is, is like we deal with the same thing on the streets as no are sometimes. And, yep. you know, you have to be able to take it and know how to deal with it. Um, you know, there, there are some people that are very emotional and I hate, like, what I say is like, a lot of people hire girls because they care too much. Like, well, they, they start to cry. And when I see tears, that just shows me that you care. That's the way I look at it. And like, yep. you don't want to do bad, but it is what it is. Yeah. I freaking wait. Like, I don't know for everyone coming into this industry, you will cry. I don't know. I don't know if you've cried before Jacob or if it's just like an ortho thing, but <laughs> all of my colleagues will tell you that they have cried at some point in their car. It's not a female or male thing, at no, least yeah. in, in our industry. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I don't know, just, just know that like you're going to be tested like all these interviews of people saying that oh do I agree that like the interview tactics like they'll be rude to you and and see how you react I think it's a poor interview technique technique I think it's awful honestly but some people will do it because you're going to get reamed in the room that's what's going to happen and, they want to see how you're going to react. see how you react I still think it's a terrible interview tactic but they they're doing that because you're going to be put on the spot in front of a surgeon and you're just going to get rings. And yep. even if it's your fault or not, but it's your, I, I tell all my new associates and all the new people on the team, I'm like, you better hold those tears back until you get to the car. Once you get to the car, you can cry all you want. But if you cry in front of that doc, you just completely ruined yourself forever <laughs> in front of that doctor. They will not forget it. And, Cause you're known and as the person who cries now who cried in the room and that like couldn't hold their own. So I don't know. That's sorry if I'm like on the tangent and I'm no, like, you're not. All these that, that's things. what I wanted to, I wanted to go into this, you know, I because don't that, shut up. no, this, <laughs> I love it. Be, no, I love it because this is the importance. And, I, and again, I want to bring more people and I, and I just, because the thing is what you just said, people are going to listen to and they're going to be like, no way. Like, that's not real. You know what I mean? And that that's what I want to be like, this is the truth. Like this is actual reality. That's my whole thing with the podcast. And, and again, I appreciate you going into great detail because that was the whole goal. Thanks Jacob. Thanks for yeah. having me. Yeah, appreciate you jumping on. And if you guys are watching, press that like and subscribe button. If you guys are watching on YouTube, a five-star review helps us grow this channel. And then if you guys are interested, again, in uh, the guide for how I got four job offers from top 30 companies without any 
previous sales experience, you can get that in the link below new to medical device sales. Also first year in, again, we just hit quota uh, being in. So you can see how, what I've done to take the lowest performing territory in the nation. And we'll probably be finishing in the top 10. Uh, but again, Woo! we still have a, a month to go. So we'll see where that lands again. That's first year. And then again, if you guys would like to be added to the email list, if you could just go to new medical device sales, you can put your link in. It will send you a free 30, 60, 90 day plan that you guys can use for your interviews. But again, reach out to me on new to medical device sales on LinkedIn, on Instagram, Jacob McLaughlin or Jacob McLaughlin on LinkedIn. And then all the other platforms. Again, I still jump on calls with you guys. Always happy to help, but make sure you guys come prepared. So again, Leah, thank you one more time and appreciate you guys for listening. Peace.